Coming to you live from the sunny state of Florida, you are with Greg and Stephanie Schleter, Ignite Radio Live. Over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio for the Almighty. Join us to go more deeply into this great adventure at ilovemyfamily.us. Steph, before we call our amazing guest, Justin Fatika. Let's see how many times we can use amazing. Well, it's his brand. It's amazing. On EWTN, you're amazing. You'll hear his voice in just a moment. Really dynamic young evangelist who really gives evidence, I think, of uh, the trademark, I think, of all uh, discipleship and its perseverance. We can't always measure the results. He has certainly accomplished results as an author, speaker, uh, movement leader, but he's persevered over decades now, and we're so blessed to know him from his early days in Erie, Pennsylvania, and we may get to that. We're going to call him very shortly, but before that, a little bit of, about us, Steph, and this beautiful unveiling of spring into summer. Why are we in Florida? So we are getting ready to move our daughter and son-in-law and little granddaughter back to the Midwest. So we're just here in prep mode and to enjoy some time together um, and celebrate our son-in-law's graduation and then diving in to the great long drive back. Absolutely. So this is a little folksy. We are actually with our little Trinitarian daughter, son-in-law, and baby Magdalena. And she may have some things to say. So you may hear her giving a few shout-outs. She's so expressive. You know, Steph, isn't it amazing just to kind of how how a child, first-time grandparents here, draws us back into the wonder of our own children and just looking through their eyes and as they see the world and awaken, it really is just a tremendous this gift and to see how she's blessed each of our children in so many ways. And there's this additional sense that their yes to Christ has an effect on the eyes, the heart, the developing wonder of this beautiful niece of theirs. So again, before we get to Justin, a few quick commercials. We are very grateful for kingdom building leaders and companies. Who are these? These are outstanding Catholic owners and leaders who are committed to professional excellence and building the kingdom. So, all-in-one payroll, Sherry Glenneman. Archibald Furniture Company, Pat and Patty McNamara. Becoming Gift, Andrew Reinhardt. Carpets by Otto, Otto and D. Wyke. Carruth Studio, Terry Langendurfer. The Cronin Auto Family, Rich and Connie Cronin. Interstate Commercial Glass, Walter Erickson. Isabel Financial Services, Dennis Isabel. MFC Products, Paul Miller. McCartney Coaching, Mike McCartney. Resourcement, Jeff Barefoot. Rob Holler, Key Realty with Rob Holler. Surprising. Corey Hawk Medical, William Nolner. Signature Associates, Megan Malcheski. SJS Investment Services, Kevin Kelly. Turning Points Chiropractic, Drs. Jeff and Rachel Elmore. Westgate Insurance Company, Stephen Malcheski. Again, find out more about these amazing leaders. All of us are looking for reliable people who are committed to the kingdom to support them. Please do so. Go to massimpact.us forward slash kingdom. And please Steph- support them as they support us. Nice. Steph, why don't you tell us about what's coming up on May 19th? So we invite you to our next Belief and Beverage Nights at Cronin Auto GMC Perrysburg. Um, we have on May 19th, Father Mark Davis, and he will be talking on experiencing the extraordinary in the ordinary. And he, what can we say about Father Mark? He's delightful. He brings a message in a very entertaining, engaging package. He is an amateur. I think he's a professional magician. 
magician, really. He's the second tallest magician. I've promoted him. He regards himself as the third tallest, but we've promoted him to the second tallest. I think the third is deceased. It's our little mini narrative. Anyways, he delivers powerful message with great delight and joy through the medium of storytelling and magic. So he is also the pastor, beloved pastor, I might say, at St. Patrick Heatherdown. Um, so we invite you to come and join and enjoy an evening of great fellowship and just conversation and certainly experiencing Father Mark. Um, but it's just been a real blessing mm-hmm. for so many people to come together to experience this night together, um, to build community, to go deeper in our faith. So we ask you to register. It is a free event. We do welcome donations, but you can register at massimpact.us forward slash BNB. And we do ask if you're going to sign up, please show up. Finally, before we call our guest, Justin, we are so grateful for your prayers and support. We are a nonprofit Catholic movement of marriages and families seeking to more fully discover, proclaim, live, and build the kingdom. And we're seeing tremendous results. In fact, in just the last week and a half, and I don't know what this catalyst is, but over 5,000 people have uh, gotten on board with our Facebook Mass Impact page. Our Instagram, which I know next to nothing about, has just taken off. People are really connecting, I think, with the encouragement to marriages and families to know our unsurpassed identity. And uh, with all of the resources that we have, we are very grateful for your support. So find out more at I Love My family.us and certainly click on that partner tab in particular monthly benefactors five bucks a month you know whatever you can afford up to five hundred dollars a month if you can afford that we have a great vision of building uh, something we call living room coffee homes in communities that are on ramps great places to reach the culture and to form those who are already on board it's a big vision we hope to raise a million dollars over the next year we're trusting in god's grace so we invite you to join us and just praying into that and certainly begin to help us already i love my family.us um, and find out the partner tab and now without further ado let us get to our wonderful de- guest our amazing guest justin fatica buckle up people <laughs> hey what's up man what's going on how you doing very good i just love your wife mary so much i know you do too justin (laughs) but as we enter the month of may and as we were processing you know different thoughts and um really wanting to focus on our lady this month i and greg had um mentioned connecting with you for this episode and again mary always in the background but yet so prevalent and so present and so just a shout out to your beloved wife in honor of our lady because she just exemplifies so many of Our Lady's graces in her everyday life, which is truly extraordinary. So thanks for marrying Mary, Justin. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, that, 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 that's the key to my life. Uh, without her, I always tell her she's the one I've got. You know, she's by my side and she just stays with me. And um, that's how Our Lady is. You know, she's by Jesus' side all the way, all the way to the cross, all the way to the resurrection, Amen. all the way to a redemption and all the way through suffering and that's what my wife's done she's been that example for me so justin encouraging her. if yes. if we ended the program right now your proclamation i just think reverberates and ought to reverberate to all of our hearts and minds and 
Increasingly, we've been summarizing really with uh, St. Mother Teresa's quote, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. You are certainly one of the foremost uh, Catholic on-fire evangelists making a difference in very notable ways. But um, just we're going to back up a second and just kind of set the stage again, folks. We will link in the podcast radio show notes some of our former programs with Justin. But um, he really came to fame when he was conceived. So we we we, we love Action Jackson and uh, Action Kathleen as he oh, affectionately right. refers to his parents. But uh, came from a, a wealthier home background, and Justin very moved to Cathedral Prep High School, had a powerful conversion experience through many means. Father Larry Richards, one of them, um, and he gives us credit more than we deserve with our heart and soul evangelization teams, and Justin just took that to a whole new level in creating um, on-fire teams, number one, seeking to live it, and uh, and then, and of course, to reverberate beyond just living it themselves. HBO picked up on this, did a series, check it out, Hard as Nails, that kind of catapulted him to national fame on many secular and religious programs uh, that are well-known throughout the world, been on radio programs. He's written a number of books. Uh, EWTN, most notably, um, amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. I like to imitate him. I think he's okay with that. And uh, if you want to check out more, by the way, throughout this, and we'll probably repeat it a couple times, but amazingnation.org, you can find out more about Justin's work, and we're going to talk about it because he's really got a heart focused on this culture, this generation today, and claiming them for the kingdom and getting them on board. And uh, all social media platforms, at Justin Fatica, F-A-T-I-C-A, and at your Y-O-U-R-E, Amazing H-N, which is for Hard as Nails. So, um, Justin, man, there's so much to talk about, but I just want to ask you, um, past two years, Justin, we've had the COVID thing, we've had the political debago, we've had some major concerns with theology, ecclesiology, different infighting among bishops even. Um, and prior to that, you were in the, let's face it, in in the weeds of people seeking the heart of God in some of the most difficult places throughout the world. And um, I would emphasize this for our listeners, because I really think it could be the theme, as it has been of our programs with you, that suffering is the key. Suffering, rejection, all the things that we pray in the humility prayer, you have you've magnified not as something as a liability, if you folks have prayed the humility prayer, I encourage you to check it out, but you really exemplify that these are not just things that we pray We must avail ourselves to God's answer. And when we do so, there is great power in embracing our brokenness at the heart of humanity. And people resonate with that. That's what I think, Justin, is the secret sauce of God's grace alive in you. So I want to ask you, with all of that, Greg, classical fire hose mode, throwing out a lot there and now asking a question. (laughs) Give me, give us... Give us some perspective of what's moved your heart coming out of the past two years. Where are we at right now as a church? What, what are people needing to hear? Well, I think, I think there's two things that really have resonated with me and my prayer, my time with my family during COVID. You know, for a lot of people that don't know myself, you know, I, I'm on, I was on the road like a baseball player, you know, like anywhere from 80 to 170 days pounding the pavement for like 20 years Mm -hmm. and uh god really like as he pulled me back got me back to the the heart of christ the heart of the mission and when we're striving to reach people Mm -hmm. and god pulls you back and i think as covid in a lot of ways uh, got the worst out of people sometimes got the best out of some as well i hope Mm -hmm. those listening can say to themselves wow 
God's really used it to, to open our hearts to, to a lot. And one thing you opened me up to is we need to make a world as our vision is that heart is now make a world where no one suffers alone. You know, mm-hmm. and people are suffering yes. greatly. People mm-hmm. are going to suffer if we understand, you know, just what's going on financially within our country. The suffering is coming like we wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. You know, if we think about uh, the challenge with the church, the, the boxy, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just the different boxes that are being built right now. <clears throat> you know, you go to this church, you're this. You go to this church, you're that. And there's some truth behind that. that and, and we can get that on another program. But the reality is, is that there's in our church, there's suffering. You know, the priesthood. I mean, if we look at what priests are going through, church leaders are going through, that unveiled during COVID for, for us. Yes. You know, I've had three or four of my close priest friends share things with me that you wouldn't believe in what they're going through. Mm. So we need to make a world where no one suffers alone. That's what Christ did. Mm. That's what Christ is about. And so what happened to me is I started praying, and all of a sudden I hear this term, Black Lives Matter. And I'm praying, and I'm like, wait, wait a second. What does that mean? Like, you know, look, you know, our blood is red and, and people are suffering. That's, I don't look at it as like black, green, blue, orange, you know, Chinese, Italian, you know, uh, Native American. I look at it like, hey, there's families, there's people, there's mothers, lonely mothers, lonely fathers. There's people hurting. And so it really broke my heart that there was all this separation. So God kind of like, through his way of throwing me out there, puts me in this basketball arena. Where <laughs> my son plays basketball, and all of a sudden, like, they find out I've got a lot of time on my hands. So one of the presidents of AAU basketball, which is the Amateur Athletic Association, says to me, hey, you should coach. And I'm like, yeah, of course, I'm a coach. All right, I can coach. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm preacher by day, coach by night. Yes. Like, like, here we go, right? Why not? <laughs> yeah, I can, I can bring a message through coaching. So they, I show up in my first practice, and this kid's like F-bombing. <laughs> then then I, I show up in practice, and I'm like, get on the baseline. I'm trying to be like Coach Carter. If you ever seen the movie mm-hmm. Coach Carter, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, baseline. <laughs> The kids aren't moving. They're like, they don't even know where the baseline is. You know, <laughs> all of a sudden, a few, a couple months into uh, practicing, a kid doesn't like what I have to say, and he like jumps me, right? Mm. I, of course, you know, you know, rest them a little bit, got them off me. But I go home and I'm telling my wife, I'm telling her, I go, uh, uh, she goes, how's practice today? I go. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, as, as, as Stephanie said, she's like the person that walks with me, and she's my vor, v o r, my voice of reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she goes, she goes, what happened? Because she knows me well. And she goes, what happened at practice? I go, well, the kid like jumped me today. She goes, what'd you do? Why? You know, scoop slammed him off me with that. She's like, you can't do that. What are you? And. Uh, <clears throat> She, she looks at me, she goes, you got to really pray about this. You were supposed to coach basketball. Your expectations for these kids are good, are high. That's just what you are. You you want what's best for them, but they might not want that. And I looked at her and I said, you're right. I do have to pray about this. 
but they deserve to be believed in that much. Mm-hmm. And everybody deserves that. And I, I received that when Christ believed in me, when I was making mm, huge mistakes and struggling in my life. Everybody deserves that. So long story short, I go out to the backyard. I'm shooting hoops on my court. And as I'm shooting, it's the, those moments, my like, God, am I supposed to do this? And he goes, well, you need, you need my help, don't you? I go, oh, yeah. I need your help. <laughs> and anybody that knows, knows me or knows yourself, you're always going to God, God, I need you. I'm dying over you. Help me, Lord. And anybody who's honest does that all the time. Mm-hmm. Once a week, anyone who has a relationship with Lord, you're going to God, goes, I need your help. And I really need his help because on my heart, what, the one thing I learned during COVID is this, is that people are suffering and, and the people who love Christ have to respond. Yes. We can't wait yes. even if we fail. Even if we fail, we can't wait. Mm-hmm. Justin, uh, you're amazing. Of course, that gets that never gets old. Actually, no, with you, I have to so say. True. But I, I have a big smile on my face, and because you're my brother, and I've known you for decades, I'm smiling with a little bit of uh, there's some little bit of poetic flair here. In that, when you were on our heart and soul teams, and we would do the kind of before at registration time, be playing basketball in the gym as the kids are arriving. Brother, you are good at many many things, but you stunk at basketball. <laughs> and, uh, and, wow. and and well, just but but you know he he may have gotten a lot better, but was in intriguing is that you know when our kids are playing with your kids joey your son he was dropping three pointers like i think he could probably do a harlem globetrotter blindfolded over his head style like that kid's got some serious games so you know how beautiful yeah so i mean i just got to ask you have you gotten better <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to go on my record against you, but I don't think we're just, no. But we no. It, basketball is a blast. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's unbelievable. I was playing yesterday in my yard with like you know twelve kids or whatever. But I, I can I can tell you that if you're in a place, if anybody's in a place where they're wondering if God will show up, you just have to ask Him for help. Mm. And. I'm on my court, like literally, Greg, like praying, going, God help me. And I'm like, my wife wants me to respond because she's like, look, you know, you can't be, you know, taking chances with these kids from, from the inner city mm. across the board, unless it's real, unless God's really calling you. So I said, so I, I have to be honest. I prayed a prayer and people might not like my prayer, but I was just honest. I was like, Lord, I need a black man. I said, mm. that's what I said. The guy I said, look, I need a black man. Like, you know, look. God can use that. I said, not only do I need a black man, Lord, I need a black man who plays D1 basketball, right? Right. And, and I pray, I literally prayed this prayer. I, I, was a, I need a black man who plays D1 basketball who's a father, because at that point, you know, most of our kids on the team didn't really have that fatherly example. Mm-hmm. And if they did, it wasn't their own father. Mm-hmm. And I said, I need a, a black man who plays D1 basketball who's a father. And the Lord says anything else, they go, yeah, one more, the most important. He's got to love you. Mm. Amen. Amen. And all of a sudden, I started my game getting out. I'm stroking. I'm stroking threes like my son. I'm not missing that. The grace is moving. <laughs> if you're moving with Christ, you're not losing. If you're moving without Christ, you're losing. I'm like, I'm not losing. I'm with Christ. And so all of a sudden, I'm shooting. And I go in there. I, I, I really think I'm supposed to coach. I'm going to keep doing it. So I go to practice. Two weeks later, you know, I'm an ADD prayer. I forgot about my prayer after a couple of weeks. <laughs> I like that. 
<laughs> but I'm at practice, and all of a sudden the president that you were doing a dual practice comes up to me. He goes, "Did you bring that kid?" I go, "Oh, the lazy kid over there, another one of these kids." I'm like, "Oh man!" Another. He goes, "But I go, he's a six-one point guard." So I go, "I think I'm gonna have to keep him." And uh, he goes, "Did you meet his dad?" And actually, it's hilarious. His dad's calling me right now. It's just hilarious. But, uh, it's great. Goes, did you? Did you? And I go, no. He goes, he goes, he played D1 basketball. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you got to be kidding. I looked at this president. It's, it's a sexual thing. So I'm like, look, I know you're not into God and everything, Cam, but I got, I just got to ask you a question, please. Do you think that guy loves God? And Cam goes, that's hilarious. But Digger, you know, I know you're all into that. He goes, he walked out here saying, God bless you two or three times. Wow. Would <laughs> you get his number? He's like, no. He goes, I don't get his number. <laughs> he goes, well, I don't know how to get it. Well, thank goodness he showed up to practice and he hasn't left me since. He's been my assistant coach with me for the past 18 months during COVID and beyond. And now awesome. they're doing a, uh, they're doing a small docu-series on our story and what we're doing and what during COVID happened that, that yeah, People can run around and have all this propaganda, but guess what? Jesus reigns in this country. Jesus wins. Mm. And you know how he wins? He wins through our yes. Come on. He he doesn't win through our separation. He wins through the name of Jesus. Jesus wins every single time. And I can tell you, I, you know, in the basketball arena now, I go through so much people crushing me, people talking smack because I'm a faith guy. But guess what? Jesus wins. Every time, every time you have to be still, whether it's in your family life, be still. As it says in Exodus chapter 14, 13 to 14, fear not, stand your ground. You will see the victory of the Lord. He will win for you today. You only need to keep still. Amen. It's amazing, Justin. And and folks are tuned to Ignite Radio Live with Greg and Stephanie Schleter, our guest, Justin Fatika, who uh, was one of our very first guests for Ignite Radio Live. We're now on episode 330-something. We've been doing this for six years. Yeah, on a weekly basis for the most part. And um, Justin, a lot has happened in the last six years. When you said suffer, you said it isn't to get rid of suffering is to suffer with, to find people, the community, the body of Christ, that we're meant to suffer with others, that Christ perfects us in suffering. And of course, okay, we get it, folks, catechism, you know, suffering is objectively an evil. On the other side of eternity, there will be no suffering. But God, in his mysterious ways, another conversation, another time, he allows us to suffer. And the great saints speak of this. Read St. Rose of Lima's vision, many others who talk about God's hand. For what? Forging us um, in conformity with son Jesus. Powerful things happen. And was COVID not a season of suffering? The very things I set this up with, right, Justin? Even the ecclesial issues, you know, Fatima, Akita speak of revelations that, you know, kind of pronounce a day, a moment of, of tremendous psychological, emotional, spiritual suffering, even that deepest level to cause what radical conformity to Christ, to wake up every morning and say, Jesus, as you are saying, Justin, I need you. My money is not secure. My home is not secure. My relationships are are not secure except for Matthew 7, 21, unless they stand on you. So all of that uh, classical Greg fire hosing you. Um, give us, and I want you to share with us um, fully because we want to pray into this with you as you show your vision. Well, we believe there's a process from pre-evangelization to consecration. 
right? All of us are called to be consecrated to Jesus, you know, through Our Lady. That's what I believe. I believe that every one of us are called to have a relationship with Christ, totally surrendering, giving everything we have. But how are we going to get there? And how is anybody, especially in the United States of America specifically, how are they going to connect with it? And I believe since I was, you know, 20 years old, that we, through Heart as Nails, uh, were called to build pre-evangelization facilities. And for some of you, what does that mean? A, pre, a pre-faith facility, right? Pre-faith, a place that we run as Catholics. And anyone can do this. It's not just for me. It's for anyone. Anyone can pray about this and say, how am I going to do this? How can I make my home a pre-faith facility? How can I make my, uh, you know, workplace a pre-faith facility? I have a friend right now who owns a bus company. And every single day, they pray as a bus company. Every single day, he uses his kingly, as you're saying, David, King David, using his kingly baptismal call as a king to embark a spark for somebody that might not have faith or somebody that does have faith. So good. So what we believe, which has been a grave challenge for us, and it's even a challenge right now as we speak, um, is that we are called to build workout facilities, gyms, like the YMCA of the 21st century, the um, Boys and Girls Club of the 21st century, that we can be a witness, a witness of faith and have a facility where kids and their families can come to be impacted, state-of-the-art um, workout facility. Mm-hmm. And so right now, I was talking to Greg before, it was moving and grooving and would have you 95% the way there. And then because of faith, because of my stance for Christ, it got swept out from under me again. Mm-hmm. For like after 23 years. But I always tell God, I waited 23 years, right? It's no big deal. Because guess what? I could wait 23 more. Because how God does things is, is through not the perfect people, it's through the faithful, as Mother Teresa said. We're called to be faithful and faithful to the call. And so what's happening through this basketball thing, through this doctor's we believe we're called to build those pre-faith facilities. Then what happens is once you have a pre-faith facility, we believe that we're called to build evangelization facilities. So we believe in our mission to make a world where no one suffers alone, a mission to awaken the world to the power of God's love, that it needs to go from pre-faith to evangelization facilities to the heavenly banquet. See, what we've done in America specifically, because the culture isn't connected to faith anymore, it's not like Africa, where all the families, their culture is connected to faith. So you can have pre-faith, evangelization, and heavenly banquet, the mass, you can have them all connected. Because yes, yes. Religion and faith is connected to family. Well, that's not the case anymore. So right now they need that we need that in our country three separate facilities. So it would go from pre-faith to saying, Hey, I want to invite you to what's called the arena. Mm. So God, when I was 20, he told me, you're going to build arenas. Now, it might just be, right, we have arenas of souls events where we do now, where people accept Christ and become Catholic, like we're doing now. 
We do now Catholic calls where we say, hey, who wants to become Catholic? That's and awesome. Five, ten people will come forward and say they want to become Catholic. Well, we believe that these arenas every week, they will come there and they will say, hey, I want to accept Christ. I want to become Catholic. So it goes from pre-faith to evangelization. And then once they accept Christ or once they say they want to become Catholic, then what we will do is we will take them through formation to help them understand what the heavenly banquet is. Uh, I've been going to the Latin Mass. Mm. Why? Because I know Latin? No! <laughs> because I know when I go there, even though I know only three to five words, right? And I know the Our Father, I've been you know, studying here, all right? But <laughs> I go, because I know that when I go there, they believe in the true presence yes. of Christ. Yes. They believe in confession. They believe in not using uh, artificial forms of birth control when you're married or before marriage. I know the people there believe that evangelization is important, but guess what? It's a heavenly banquet. It's not an evangelization event. So we believe that we need to create pre-faith and evangelization facilities all across the country. And whether it happens or not, I don't really care. That's, <laughs> that's the Lord's problem, not my problem. And guess what? It's what God put my arm with 20, so I'm going to keep going. And I don't know if anybody can understand what I'm saying, but the bottom yes. line is this, is that we need, we need people not afraid to step into the culture and be, be Catholic within the culture. That's what I'm saying. Amen. Justin, I absolutely love that. And um, interesting, the continuum that you described, because I think it is a good word. Where are we at in the process? But also those, who are those around us, our spouse, our children? Where are they at along the points of the road to eternity? Because we got to really love them with the heart of the Father to reach them exactly where they're at and bring them somewhere. And I'm hearing you say, hey, you've got this tremendous uh, existing, if you will, cultural phenomenon. People like gyms. They like to work out. Out. They like, you know, they're going to those places in the secular space. Shouldn't those be occasions of of discipleship and evangelization? The answer is absolutely. Folks, you're tuned to Ignite Radio Live, Greg and Stephanie Schleter, and our wonderful guest, Justin Fatika. Again, find out more about him. I'm going to keep repeating this, amazingnation.org. Uh, Justin, you mentioned, interestingly enough, and I hear this more and more, people being drawn to Latin Mass. Um, and I might even say more deeply, an appreciation for what the Mass is intended to be. And maybe that's one of the most important things to say about this, right? The Mass is not something we can presume to create. It's the way God has given us His design to worship Him, to worship Him, glorify Him, and imitate Him. And from that heavenly banquet overflows, if you will, the charismatic gifts. Share with me a little bit, and maybe our listeners, your understanding of that kind of the journey, because I've never heard you say that before, that you're drawn to Latin Mass. Well, four months ago, you know, one of my older kids came to me and said, Dad, why do we go to this church? None of them believe what we believe. Mm. Wow. <laughs> and it like, wow. kind of like struck me. Like, we're just, you know, shooting the breeze in the car, whatever, going to practice. And he goes, what do you mean? He goes, Dad, like, I go to class. He goes, I have to, like, listen to what they're saying, but they're not, like, they don't want to be there. Nobody even wants to be there. So I went home, I, you know, Mary already you know, has these conversations. We homeschool our kids. And so she knew exactly what I was talking about. And she goes, yeah, that's why we got to think about like, you know, is there any other places that uh, this could, 
you know, kind of help our kids grow in their journey. So I was kind of brokenhearted by it. Well, our bishop is pretty open and he, he created a community through a young priest that could, you know, grow in the, in the Latin mass experience. So we went and it didn't hit me until after mass, uh, the first time, uh, the, what I loved about, you know, and we do ad orientum for our missionaries and for our staff and we have mass at our uh, chapel. So I love ad orientum because what it does is it helps you just to really focus on Christ and not get distracted, you know, on anything else. And and so we, we totally understand that. And so of course the mass hit me as it, as it does each time. But when we went downstairs, 80% of the church that was there who 50% were young families, we go downstairs and a friend of mine who we've been praying for, for months, his son got in a, a car wreck and almost died. And it was like a miracle that he was alive. And so we were celebrating that this kid who's 18 years old was raised up and healed despite the grave injuries. That's amazing. It touched my heart because it was the mixture of, okay, there was the total reverence and sanctity for Jesus in the mass and people that believe what we believe. But then as we went downstairs, you had a couple hundred people there just celebrating this kid's life. So community was there, what the mass was intended for. And so after that happened, I knew even though, you know, it's, it is a challenge, especially for me as, uh, you know, a leader within the church, when I say, Hey, you know, I go to Latin mass, all of a sudden people want to throw me in a box, but somebody like me can jump out of that box real easily. Cause I'm all over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love so, it. Okay. So they're, like, so they're, they're all confused anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but they're confused before I say, I go to Latin mass. So I just keep them in a confusion. Part. So it's That's great. And so Mary and I have been, uh, you know, really, coming to grips with that. I, I don't like, you know, and from my perspective, just to give you my thoughts on the, the depth of it, this is what I believe. Before you go, Justin, don't want to lose your thought, but just, just, just for our listeners, the audio is a little weird right now because, as I said, we're very folksy. We are a remote location in Florida and uh, uh, had very little control over the circumstances. But as we began this interview, uh, Mr. Roof Cleaner and company decided to come. So we're hitting the mute button so you folks can hear Justin better, but we are fully attuned, and that's when you hear his voice a little more clearly. And then, of course, you're missing our very active engagement but uh, hey, God works through imperfection. So continue, Justin. Amazing story. I just think that it's it's uh, very apropos that it's the power washer who is outside as Justin Fatika, the power, power washer, spiritual power washer, is with us <laughs> on this episode. I can't I can't hear it, but that's just because we're too loud, too excited. No, it's good. <laughs> okay. So, no, so so basically, like what I this. As I, I went to uh, Mass the second time at the Latin Mass, I looked around and I started seeing that I knew probably 80% of the people in the church. And they always, you know, after Mass are coming up to me, I, hey, you know, we love what you're doing. Oh, this is great. You know, what have you. I, I didn't know they knew about what we were doing and, and stuff like that. But as I looked around, I started remembering I listened to a lot of these people. And uh, every person that I've listened to that was in that church was wounded at some point 
by striving and doing their very best to bring the Roman Catholic faith to the world, to bring Jesus to the world. Every one of those people who were there have been beat down, mocked, criticized. Isn't that what happened to the disciples, what bonded them together when Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead and came back and then ascended? And they're all left together. They had each other and the Holy Spirit. People want to say it's the Latin mass that's joining people together. I personally, there is depth. I'm not going to say that. And I, we, we can go into a theological discussion, which I don't think that's what this is about. I want to get into the heart of the matter. The bottom line is people who were dying for Christ are banding together. People who said, I want to live for Jesus are saying, hey, this is important to keep the thing of life to be pro-life. This is important to love Christ with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Mm -hmm. And whoever that is, Latin Mass, Novus Ordo, whatever that is, if you're banding together because you love Christ and you'll die for Christ, there will be victory. Amen. And Amen. Discussion. Latin or no Latin, all right? Yes. You know, bottom line is you're going to die for Christ, or aren't you? Mm. And if you're going to, let's go. And that, that's what I think yes. it's about. And I think we need to stop, like, making it Latin or no Latin, because I think that can be a smoke screen. Yep. And it can kind of be a, uh, it can kind of be a, a maneuver to throw people in a box. Quit throwing people in a box. Mm. You die for Christ? Amen. Yes, no. If you say you will. Then guess what? You're on my team. Let's go. <laughs> Justin, I love you so much. Justin, 100%. And you're, you're identifying, I think, a key point of reckoning, a point of reckoning for any church leader, certainly pastors, bishops, but us lay people who are all part of the church. And that is simply this. How much has been lost in our trying to placate everybody in our fear of offending, in our fear of, quote-unquote, losing people, as we've seen the numbers diminish prior to COVID, you were already looking at 25% of those who professed Catholicism who were attending Mass through COVID, right? And and when they opened the doors last year, whenever it was, you know, you were half of that. Now we're only back to 60% of that 25. So what is that, 12, 13, my math, 14% that are back at church. My point is this. When you realize it's not about pleasing man, but pleasing God and being faithful to that and radiating that, as you say, definitely humbly knowing that we're not there. And that's precisely why we do this, right? Maybe that's number one. We're seeking Christ because he made us for himself. We need the grace. We need the form, right? But why not go there? boldly pastors and leaders and, and seek to have a, a faithful, um, if you will, living it out, beginning with the liturgy, because everywhere we see that happen, that simple, I want to be faithful, obedient as Christ in the garden to the Father in heaven, faithful to what Christ reveals, we're seeing proliferation. We're seeing growth. I'm glad that you went there because I think many, many folks that we're hearing from are recognizing the beauty of the Mass as the source and summit, wanting to, you know, not something we can mess with. God gives it to us to glorify him and imitate him and i like also the fact that you gave bold testimony to the fact that from that source of grace those streams of living water is the abundance of the kingdom that overflows in christ's ministry of healing and prophecy and, and transformation hey justin our listeners may not know this about you a quick shift here um you are are about forming teams of young adults also who live in community in a vibrant way to give witness, um, of course, to the kingdom, but also to evangelize. Tell us a little bit about that ministry. Yeah, so they're like, we have missionaries. They're like Carmelite Marine. 
That's know, awesome. They spent through my formations with Father Larry Richardson, Greg, and Steph, I've kind of <clears throat> taken a lot of what I've received that I lived out of my own spiritual walk. Liturgy, the hours, they do it for them. They do it twice a day. Uh, they spend a time in a holy hour, daily mass, daily rosary, daily divine mercy in the Angeles. So you can see their mm. life is surrounded by prayer yes. every day, every day. That's how they pray every day, rain, rain or shine, you know, good or bad. <clears throat> and then they go out and they witness, they witness the faith. Uh, they get formed as disciples and then they go out and witness the faith. And now it's growing to the point where, you know, we have 25, 30 of them, uh, 18 to 25 year old, mm. young, young missionaries. Uh, and they have their own events that they do together now, like Annette does. But then they also go and our mission is to take over cities. That's mm. what our mission is. So like, it's a big mission. Might do a, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to take a while. But <laughs> it's like Nineveh, you know, it'll, it'll happen. That's right. That's right. <laughs> It might only happen once for the guy, but it's all right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> from the king on down, we're going from up. But they just got back from North Dakota and Michigan, and they went into those areas. And we're getting called. Oh, thanks for coming. Then we're getting called. What are they doing here? <laughs> right? And so, like, we really want them to embrace our evangelical virtues that we live, courage, authenticity, and obedience, the pillars of our mission which we really live by evangelization focused on young people specifically through, we serve through a sensitivity. And this is like our core gift we give to the world, a sensitivity to sin and suffering that they get formed in. We help them understand the effects of sinfulness in their own life and in mm -hmm. the world, the, the effects of suffering and the gift it is and how we can take suffering and defeat it through Christ, through through using it as a tool to impact the world. And then their goal is to help people find community and build community. And they're on fire. So we're, we got God's moving. We, we've got over, you know, 30 people now full time with us, whether paid staff or whether, <clears throat> you know, serving in the mission field. And, you know, look, we're doing it in uh, the toughest area in the country, mm -hmm. the eighth poorest city, Syracuse, New York, a, in the country, a, a, a place where, there is it's very little faith mm. where it is, it is a grave challenge, even in the great Midwest where you're at. You know, the, it's, it's a different world yeah. here. I mean, when you say your faith, that's how I got busted up, you know, striving to build this gym, getting crushed because mm. of your faith. Mm. And you know what? When you're crushed, guess what? Christ takes that grace of being crushed. If you feel crushed, if your family's getting crushed right now, if you're crushed in your own personal life know that you are close to christ mm. you're not far from him i am the most impactful in my own life and i speak the truth to myself i hear this in my soul through christ and i speak it to those listening when i am the most crushed i'm the most effective mm. i'll go into two public schools next week i you know i speak in public schools as well i speak to sports teams you know, a lot of secular people, um, you know, that are opening the doors now. They're like, what do we do? Bring, bring, bring these people in. And, uh, when I go in these public schools, it's unbelievable, but 
it doesn't resonate with them because I have it all together. And if you yeah. say, I can't do ministry, I don't have it all together. I can't go serve Christ, I don't have it all together. You know, anybody that knows Christ, he uses the people that say, I need you. I, I need you, Christ. I, I can't do this. And, and that's who Christ wants to use. Amen. He uses the homeless. I always tell my kids, they go, who impacts more? people you or that homeless guy in the street and they go what do you mean dad i say look man that guy every day you know when i drive by me you know i want to be more grateful i want to be more loving i want to be more kind i want to be more generous i want to be more peaceful i want to be more uh you know i want to have more self-control i want to be more caring when people walk by me they're like who's that jerk face <laughs> I love that so much to say just want to repeat again I tune into Ignite Radio Live Greg and Stephanie Schleter with our wonderful guest Justin Fatika find out more about their amazing work at amazingnation.org Justin you had um, mentioned and it, it actually is woven through everything you're saying but just our great need to turn to Christ right to ask him oh. to acknowledge that need and see where he guides as we um approach the great hallmark holidays of mother and father's day mother's day and father's day um just thinking about that what words would you give to parents like what burns on your heart um because hopefully as moms and dads we are constantly turning to the lord right because we are so much in need in the forming of these souls and trusting to us but what as as you've done your ministry the lord's ministry through you um over these decades really like what burns on your heart to say to parents well i think i think number one who's crying more are you crying more are your kids crying more you know and uh what that means is, is don't wait till your kid's a drug addict to cry with him. Don't wait till your kid wants to kill himself before you cry with him. You know, what you want to do is, is meet your kid. Those who sow in tears will reap in joy. You know, my son, I, you know, like all of us as parents, we had to discipline our kids. I had to discipline one of my kids last week, but I spent after that three days just saying, hey, I just want you to know, like, like it hurts me to do that because I love you and I want what's best for you and I care about you. And then the next day, sitting them down and giving them a big hug and saying, you know what? I, you know, it was wrong, you know, what you've done, but guess what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I had to do it because when I was a kid, I had to get disciplined. And you know what? I care about you and I love you and I want to walk with you. And, uh, you know, then the next day go, hey, man, I, did you ever feel rejected? Did you ever feel we Well, your dad does. I just had a dream of mine. And, uh, you know, just last week, it, it uh, you know, it, it, it got taken away and it hurt and it was hard. And now one of my kids now, it's like, it's okay. I want to be on dad's team because he's hurting too. He, he needs God's help too. You know, look, the great thing about Jesus, why I follow Jesus, is because he was the only God in human history who suffered with us. All the other gods were up in the cloud, you know, like, hey, you, you know, get your act together. You know, like all the other gods are like, hey, you, you're not as good as me. The God of money, you're never going to be, you're, ne you're never going to be as good as the God, God of money, you know, the, the person who makes me, you're never going to be as good as the God of sports. 
you'll need never be better than Michael Jordan or LeBron, you know, <laughs> like the gods out there that people are following, you know. Right. But guess what? With our God, he's looking down saying, I had three people at my funeral. What are you going to have, buddy? You know, <laughs> you know like, you're going to have at least four. You have four. Everybody's going to wonder why they showed up, you know. And, uh, <laughs> you know, like our God sits there on a cross and his mother, you know, the jokester friend and, you know, some lady nobody cared about, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, and, you know, like we have a God that humbles himself that says, you know what, I want to suffer with you. And mm-hmm. I think we need to really share our hearts with our kids. Yes. That guess what? We, we need Christ as much as, as they do. Mm-hmm. I want to say about the rosary with your family. I, I know a lot of you don't have the time, 18 minutes, 22, if you're really into it. You know, <laughs> it's 18 to 22 minutes, the rosary. I mean, I don't know right. what anybody's doing, but mm. if you're not praying a rosary with your family every day, please, yes. by, by goodness, by goodness, by God's grace, would you pray the rosary with your family? Please, Amen. I beg you. I beg you. Like, look, I am all over the map. The worst prayer for me to pray is the rosary. <laughs> I mean, anybody that's all over the map doesn't want to pray the rosary. But I can tell you, since 2010, we've been praying a daily rosary, you know, 90-something percent of the days. You know, whatever, you know, it's very rare we miss. And I can tell you the grace from that. I wouldn't trade it for nothing. I wouldn't trade we're trading in 18 minutes of what? Of Netflix? Mm. For the roller? Mm. Seriously? There it is. 18 minutes. 18 every day. And I can tell you that Our Lady, Our Lady has been the greatest grace. So I say, suffer with the kids and pray the rosary and everything will be okay. Awesome. And uh, along with the suffering piece, we just want to uh, direct you, our listeners, to ilovemyfamily.us, where where you will find a lit gathering guide that is a tool for families to come together to talk and pray. And and beautifully, I think, gives um, the opportunity for parents to share with their kids a place of, you know, their hurts, if you will, a place for apologies, a place for uh, to share. We have the five daily questions, something you're grateful for, a challenge, a victory, something new, an affirmation, like those things, I think, do exactly what you're saying, Justin. So check it out at ilovemyfamily.us and you'll find um, reflections and questions on the upcoming Sunday readings. But just a great place to start if you if you don't know, you know where to begin and that it's all new to you. And just yeah, underscoring the power of the rosary. I'm only going to cut you out for this reason, Steph. It's this. You tell a tree by its fruit. And the bottom line, Greg and Steph, you know, They've lived this with their kids are unbelievable. I mean, every one, every last one. Of them. I mean, and that's because it's a daily grind of daily commitment and all these tools that you're using, like from their website, use them. They'll work. I promise you that. I'm, I'm confident of that. And I'm confident of that not because they said it, 
but because their kids live it. Well, thanks, Justin. Thank for you for that. that, Justin. It's not over till it's over, but we keep praying exactly. and we keep striving. <laughs> Which of us wouldn't say, "How would you do something different five years, ten years, twenty years ago?" And have you know uh, a book bigger than Canon Law? <laughs> you know, in terms of how we'd respond. So I do think everything you're saying um, about ministry with others and the heart of willing to suffer with in Christ, I think, is also a culture of magnanimity or mercy, kind of realizing that you're united with hearts that are striving to 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 pursue the kingdom right and to take those steps um but listen we're coming in for a landing folks and what a robust wonderful hour we've had with our brother here justin and a vicariously action mary i just add action because justin early on spoke of his parents as action jackson and action kathleen so we got to refer to justin's wife as action mary and the beautiful family that they are that radiate so justin I want to cue you up for for a landing here. You have one minute with the attention of the Pope and every single cardinal, bishop, and priest on the planet. Go. Be real. That's the bottom line. You know, be real. Pour your heart out to whoever you're called to serve. Bishops, pour your heart out to your priests. Cry with them. Laugh with them. Encourage them. Parents, mothers, fathers out there pour your hearts out and what that means let it hurt let it hurt to the point that people say why are you still loving me why do you even care i care because christ cared for me and that's the bottom line the bottom line is there's no greater love than this than to lay down one's life for one's friends john 15 30 lay down your life for your priests for your kids and we're going to change the world Amen. Awesome. Folks, you've been tuning to Ignite Radio Live. We're very blessed that you've been along the journey with us, certainly today and over the last years. If you want a source of inspiration and grace and authenticity and realness, striving to seek this heart of faith lived out, check it out at IgniteRadioLive.com. Become a subscriber, become a follower so you can get these. uh, They do become podcasts after they air on the radio program. And uh, let's just remain in prayer. Justin, I'm going to just ask you one final time here before we land it. If you don't mind, lead us in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, we pray for you, Father. We thank you, Father, for loving us. If there's someone out there that's sitting in their car, listening on their phone or their computer, and they're saying to themselves, why am I here? Why do I have to live one more day? I pray that they may know that their father loves them in heaven and is asking them to go love those that are suffering. Lord, please help them to know that in their suffering, their weakness, in their struggles, that God wants to raise them up. Raise them up like he did Jesus. From death to resurrection, to problem to opportunity, to pain to a gain. And Lord, I pray in a beautiful way that through Jesus Christ dying for us on the cross, we may know that someone loves us where we're at right now. Christ died to show us he loves us where we're at today so he can take us to greater things in the future. Amen. 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 must be his name, his kingdom, 
his will. Hello, everybody. Greg Schleter here. And with the balance of our time, I wonder if I could just speak to you heart to heart and ask that you please consider supporting our movement. We all know how difficult the past couple years have been. We've been so blessed by the support of a number of just dear family and friends and this kingdom builders of businesses that we are just delight in supporting and uh, telling their story through so many means. But really at the heart of everything we're about, Marriages and family are the cornerstone of civilization. We're all about providing a vision, the resources and tools and support to really live this out vibrantly. Over the last nine years, truly has been amazing how many families we've been able to bless and certainly we've been very blessed by them. There's a vision here and there's a plan really for this region to reverberate throughout this country. Please go to ilovemyfamily.us. Again, ilovemyfamily.us. Resources are all entirely free. Weekly Live It Gathering Guides, our weekly podcast, our Belief in Beverage Nights. Please prayerfully consider how you might be a monthly partner if you're so-called. That is such a blessing to keep supporting us. Or if it's just a one-time donation. Perhaps you're getting a nice check back from the government. Whatever it may be, uh, we are fully accountable. We have a magnificent board. We've got a vision to really see this region come alive and to reach families in ways we never have before. But we do ask that you please check it out. I love my family.us. Click on that partner tab. Keep us in your prayers. And as always, if there's any way in particular, we can pray for you. Don't hesitate to contact us. God bless you. Wait, my soul.